Oh, hello. This podcast episode contains adult language and some situations that might be too spooky for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Cheers. Give it to me. I have a question. All right. It's on kind of similar to what you asked last week. Okay, I have an answer. But I think you're going to like this one because... As we learned from last week, you are a kind of chicken with the scary movies. Oh my God. So this is a little G-rated. Um, if you could live in any child's Halloween movie, what would it be? So like Hocus Pocus, Casper the Friendly Ghost, the mo- little, what is it, Little Monsters, Nightmare Before Christmas, um, hmm. Frankenweenie. <laughs> okay, I think I would do Little Monsters. Little Monsters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Oh, or Hocus Pocus. Oh, Casper's kind of good too. Okay, I'm going to go with... Adam's Family. I'm going to go with... You know what? I think I'm going to go with Adam's Family. And in, like, in my fantasy, I would want to be Wednesday, but I actually think I'm Uncle Fester. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> You look so much like Uncle Fester. I know you can't identical. see us right now, but she has a shaved head. Identical. Huge bags around her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm about 50 pounds overweight. <laughs> you, you, what does he wear? The black, or what is it? Like a black, like buttoned up high coat. Yeah. She does actually look exactly like Uncle Fester. So mm-hmm. I believe that. That's mm-hmm. what I would pick too, mm-hmm. by the way, is Adam's family. Mm-hmm. I mean, how fun is their whole life? It's kind of spooky, but not too spooky. Not like, too spooky. Focus, focus, you're getting chased around your entire town by three scary witches from like the 1800s. Yeah. It's a great movie to watch. Yeah. To live in. Yes. Adam's Family would definitely be the movie to live in. That's so how. fun. So funny. Okay, that was a good one. That was a good one. And I kept it. I didn't. It was G-rated. Nobody yeah. got scared. <laughs> Nobody as in you got scared. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are we ready? Uh-huh. Yeah, we are. All right. All right. Are you the one who makes happy hour awkward when you talk about your erotic ghost lover? I am. Well, you <laughs> found the podcast for you. Here we are. This is the podcast for you. <laughs> yes. I'm Cassie. I'm Tiffany. And this is Happy Hour Gets, Gets Weird. weird. So we're the podcast where we have drinks and talk about weird stuff. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We're just like your weird friends that you like hanging out with all the time. And there's nothing awkward here. Nope, not us. Certainly not us. (laughs) Not awkward at all. Very chill. Very loose. Speaking of drinks, today's drink is... I'm going to read it. Cold Brew Cocktail from Cutwater Spirits. It is... I think it's Fuju... It's F-U-G-U. Yeah. F-U-G-U. F-U-G-U. Just making you say <laughs> F-U repeatedly. <laughs> it's Fuju Orchata Cold Brew Cocktail. It has Fuju vodka with cold brew coffee, cream liqueur, cinnamon, and vanilla bean flavors. And it's from San Diego, California. <laughs> Produced and canned in San Diego. San, San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> Diago. It is a strong cocktail. Do not let the coffee in a can fool you. Oh, it it's is 12.5% by it's volume. It's strong. It's very strong. Yeah. It's too so, strong. 
for your girl. It's so just there's your disclaimer. There's your warning. We had we I we added a little bit extra milk and a little bit extra coffee and also some cinnamon. So we kind of used it as a mixer, we, even though it's yeah. definitely a cocktail already. So on the back of their can, it says cold brew with San. San Oh my God! Can I just say San Diego? No, like I like the accent, San Diego. That way, because that's how everybody from San Diego says it. <laughs> San, San Diego. Diego. <laughs> they don't say San Diego. Okay, cold brew with San Diego spirit. Our creamy Fuji horchata cold brew coffee cocktail perfectly combines horchata, cinnamon, and vanilla notes with our six times distilled, fifteen times filtered Fuji vodka, along with crisp medium-bodied roasted coffee while traditionally a morning favorite it's our own spirited spin on cold brew coffee yeah it's so. quite delicious in in my opinion if you add more coffee it's a little bit too strong for it is, my liking. it is strong but if you like a strong coffee and a strong cocktail you're gonna love it you're going to and we have pictures of it on our instagram yes yeah, speaking of instagram Happy Hour Gets Weird podcast is our Instagram. Go leave a comment, say hello, DM us, give us some ideas that you'd love us to talk about. Give us feedback if it's sweet because we are new, we are learning. And we're sensitive. And we're sensitive. <laughs> Bear with us on our technical difficulties. We're still figuring out the platform that we're on. We will probably be changing platforms mm -hmm. in the near future. And we really appreciate that you guys are being understanding about the technical difficulties we're going through. Yeah, if last episode seemed a little choppy, we're still learning editing. We're a DIY yeah. podcast. We're doing it ourselves. And, and we're, we're drinking it ourselves. And we're drinking it. And we're doing it while we're drinking. Yeah. So, so. there's a lot of drinking and doing. <laughs> so just bear with us. We appreciate you listening and hanging through our transition, our time of transition right now. Yeah, we're going to have some music on it at our intro soon oh, yeah, and we're getting new, we have new music yeah. in the works we're, we're working excited. on a lot of stuff we kind of wanted to jump in before we chickened out we wanted to be the go-getters and not yeah that just talk about it yeah we want right? to just speak now or forever hold our peace yeah so we just kind of went for it but we appreciate everybody that's listening already it's really really fun for us and we hope you're having fun yeah, and reach out to us on through Instagram or email yeah. is happyhourgetsweird at gmail.com. Like, reach out to us. Let us know you're listening. Let us know what you like. Let us know what you don't yes, like. Yes, if there's any stories that you want us to get into, we are more than happy to do that. We have a long list of stuff we want to talk about, but we love input. We love feedback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, today, mm -hmm. ooh, we are going to be talking about... Ghosts. We're still being spooky because it's still October. And we're talking about ghosts today. We hope it's not too scary, especially for Cassie. <laughs> I actually am a chicken, but I love ghosts. Yeah. Well, that's good. And I love ghost stories. I'm happy that you're less scared than last week. Yeah, last week was a little... Actually, it wasn't even that scary. <clears throat> okay. Can I tell you? I didn't want to tell you this because you were getting freaked out about our topic mm -hmm. of last week which last week if you didn't listen we talked about rosemary's the curse of rosemary's baby which is about the devil and just curses and just weird creepy stuff yeah and when i was researching for that i had the worst nightmare about a demon being in my closet and in the nightmare my closet door was shaking and i didn't know what was going on and i looked under the door and i just saw a 
hooved feet. Okay. First of all, I can't handle that. That's why I didn't tell you while we were doing it. It was so scary and I woke up full sweats. Were you, could you sleep the rest of the night? Like, did you ever go back to sleep? Yeah, I did. It was just a little what scared. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I See, when I have nightmares like that, I can't go back to sleep. Or I'll have nightmares for like Ever? Weeks, like, like keep doing weeks. it? Yeah. And it'll be like a different version of the same nightmare. Yeah. Well, I had one. <laughs> and you spilled your you're soup. Like, you're like happy about it. Oh, oh, okay. That, I'm so glad you reminded me because one on after we were done filming i had some soup as you do okay you talk about the devil and crave soup duh because it's hot and spicy yeah so i was um eating soup i had just warmed it up and i was walking around the corner to sit down and eat it and i was wearing these big stupid ass pants and my foot got <laughs> caught one foot got caught in the other legs oh my god leg, oh my and god. i went down like went down down all the way down to the ground holding a hot <laughs> bowl of tomato based beef and barley soup and i couldn't oh my catch myself so i fell all the way down to the ground my spectacles flew off my face <laughs> the soup bowl exploded it was red i looked like i was covered in blood i burnt the inside of my wrist and I, I think I severely injured my knee, actually. It's still hurting. Oh, my God. The she texted curse, me and said it was my fault. It was her fault, first of all. She said, hail Satan, way too many times. And the curse of Rosemary's baby is real, people. I'm just lucky that I... You will spill your soup. <laughs> and lose a bowl. The guy had to throw it away. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, today, uh, I don't think anything will curse you. I, I think you'll not. be good. I hope not. All right, let's get into it. It's about to get weird. Weird like hearing footsteps upstairs when nobody's home weird. Weird like when you hear a baby laughing, but you don't have a baby. <gasps> oh. <laughs> That's pretty weird. That is pretty scary move out. <laughs> okay, so we each have a ghost story to talk about today um, because it's Halloween. So we're talking about ghosts. Let's get into it I'm gonna go first right yeah okay so the story that I am going to tell you is actually um, this is a pretty well-known story I think in some places I had never heard it and I've heard a lot of weird ghost stories obviously but because we live on the West Coast maybe that's why we haven't heard about it wait where's Missouri <laughs> not on the West I Coast was just thinking do we do the same fucking story but we did not. You mine refuse is, to tell me okay. your story. It's not, you mine's refuse. Not, mine's not in Missouri. I'll, I'll explain why it's, when I start my story. Wait, okay. what's your story? Oh, I did it. <laughs> I wanted to trick you. No, I had another one. <clears throat> okay. Well. But then I... Anyways, go ahead. My problem. Well, if, I'm, if we're doing the same story, then you just have to make up a fake story and just tell it. On the fly? On the fly. Okay. That's what you're going to have to do. Okay. So my story is about... The Lemp family mansion. Is this your story? No. God, why wouldn't you just tell me? Do you see this kind of stress? Okay, because I was going to do something really cool, but then once I started <clears throat> researching it, it actually turns out not to be very cool. Okay. Well, mine's not crazy cool. It's not crazy sexy cool. It's not TLC. Hey, but today we are cozy sexy cool. We're twinning. Sweater. We're twinning. 
It's, it's pretty amazing because this is the first time I'm actually wearing real clothes and we also happen to be matching. I'm not just wearing stretchy <laughs> pants. <clears throat> also, bear with me. I'm getting over a cold that I, like an idiot, did not chase away with tequila shots. I know. Lesson learned next time, shots every day till I get better. Yeah. Okay. So I am talking about the Lemp family and their haunted mansion. The story of the Lemp family is one of great success and great tragedy. Oh, no. And maybe, I say yes, this tragedy led to one of the most haunted houses in America. Oh, and you know what? I've never heard of this either. See, that's what I'm saying. I think because of where we live, we're not very close to Missouri. Mm -hmm. (laughs) What if we were like really close to Missouri, but we don't know geography? (laughs) Because we're not from Missouri. I think that's why we haven't heard of it. If we were from Missouri, if you're from Missouri, first of all, sweet. Thanks for listening. That reminds me. Wait, do you say Missouri or Missouri? Well, I don't ever say either one. You've never said Missouri. Talks about Missouri. We love Missouri. I talk about it every day. <laughs> okay, so Missouri reminds me. I knew this. I have a friend who her husband's co-workers were moving to like Missouri, and she is someone who doesn't really know geography, and she wrote them a going away card, and she said, "Have." Um, much success and congratulations on your move and enjoy the Middle East. <laughs> the Middle East? Instead of the Midwest. That's worse than me. Okay. She called it the Middle East. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Okay, well, I know anyway, that I know that much about Missouri, that it's not in the Middle East. <laughs> oh, my God. That's hysterical. But that is also kind of something I would do. I feel like that's, you know. She didn't realize we don't really learn the that. Midwest. Yes. She was, a, you know, California girl, so she yeah. figured... Mid-East, like it's Mid-East Coast. Yeah. But it's actually, they started on the East Coast and moved West, so it's like Midwest. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, That's gosh. hysterical. That's the best. Her husband was mortified when they opened the card. <laughs> that is so funny. Mortified. Oh, my God. Um. Okay. Let me do my sources so I don't forget. Okay. I uh, used a website called legendsofamerica.com. It's pretty cool. Um. It seems like they have a lot of good information. I'll probably use it again. The article also included reader submissions, which I used a couple of. So readers who had been to this location wrote in and it was my favorite part. But, But the article itself did have like a lot of information and it was very informative. And I also, um, read culture trip. Um, it was a short little article, but it gave me, it helped me kind of figure out some of the family tree stuff. And, um, that article on culture trip was called the fascinating history of the lump mansion by Elizabeth Nichols Nicholas. So yeah, that's pretty much it. It was the legends of America article was really long. It was like eight pages or something. So it had a lot of, yeah, it had a lot of information. Okay. So start at the beginning. Johan Adam Lemp. He went by Adam Lemp. So that's what I'm going to call him. What? His name was Johan and he went by Adam. Because that was his middle name. That's why he was haunted. Because his middle name was Adam. Well, Johan Adam way Lemp. Much, Adam Lemp. Johan's uh, so much fucking cooler. Johan? Yeah. Johan? Johan? <laughs> Johan Adam Lemp was a German-born immigrant who came to St. Louis, Missouri, 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 in 1838. He opened a grocery store, but what he was really known for was his lager-style beer. Beer? Beer. Okay. 
At the time, most of the beers that were made were really dark and heavy, and St. Louis quickly fell in love with the light, refreshing beer Lemp was producing. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Before long, he opened Lemp's Western Brewing Company, and the company prospered. Adam's hard work paid off, and by the time he died, he was a millionaire. Mm. I know. This is the American dream right here, baby. You move here, sell beer, and get rich. Yes. What more could you ask for? Um, his son, William, took over the brewery when he died. And this is the point where their good fortune began to turn. Oh, no. Oh, so, little Billy fucked it up. Yeah. William expanded their operations and their Victorian residence. This house sounds so cool. It was this beautiful house. Uh, they added tunnels that went from their mansion to the brewery. Oh, that's Underground so cool. tunnels. And they had an underground swimming pool. What? Theater bowling alley and what? like lounge area wait they it, went bowling in the 1800s they i, I guess so they fucking it, it sounds amazing like it was like a party pad underground okay for a while there was like a spiral staircase from the middle of town that led down to like this party palace but then i think they're like fuck you guys you guys can't come close wait a to minute them. a staircase from the middle of town well from wherever their house was yeah like in town that would lead down underground to where all their stuff was or you could get to it from the house Okay, that is cool. It was like a legit, like, Hugh Hefner status party pack. Okay, that's so cool. Maybe they were vampires that needed to be underground. Oh, maybe. Conspiracy theory corner. Okay, wait a minute. (laughs) I actually... Another sidebar. I'm so sorry. You're fine. I love it. I love the sidebars. This morning, when I was brushing my teeth, Mm -hmm. you know how, like, it gets all foamy and Mm -hmm. your toothpaste gets foamy? Well, on this tooth, it, like, the foam made a fang, and I saw it in the mirror, and I was like... I kind of like this. You like it? Yeah. Like, You're like, like, I'm into it? I Seriously. So now you want like, to get this... uh, dental fangs implanted? Yeah. I, Is that where we're going with this? I, a little bit, because I was like, oh, I like it. Could you imagine if you added fangs to your teeth and you're just talking to a stranger and then you smile and they're like, oh, yeah, that's so... I kind of really liked it. You know, I'd probably I be like, can I get a... your number? <laughs> I do have like longer canines, but I feel like... When it, it looked like I saw it in the mirror and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm a bad bitch. Yeah, I liked it. I was like, <laughs> to myself in the mirror. <laughs> I liked it. Oh I'm going to look God. into that next time I get my job. Oh, planned. that's a good idea. Just be like, and how much would it be to have fangs glued to my actual <laughs> tooth, permanent, permanently glued on there? Thanks. When I get dentures, I'm doing that. Yeah. If, if I ever have to get dentures, yes. I'm just going to have vampire dentures. Yes. Okay, nobody else make that. I'm cop. What is that? Copyright? Not mm-hmm. copyright. No. Copyright. It's not copyright. That's when you. No. When you invent something. Patent. That's my. I have a patent on that. It's not copyright. <laughs> I have a patent on that. So nobody else ever make vampire dentures. <laughs> oh my god. I don't even know where I was. Sorry, that's such I a totally. Rant. I, that's my. I, know. I love that. Keep doing it. Oh, okay. It was in the midst of all of this success, underground fucking theaters and bowling alleys and shit, that the first of many of the family tragedies occurred. Frederick Lemp, William's son and heir, died of heart failure at the age of 28. Oh, no. So he, he was obviously in poor health. His, that's super, super young. Yeah. William became depressed and withdrawn. Three years later, he shot himself in oh. the head and he died. No. So sad. Really, really sad. So after this, Will Jr. took over the brewery after his father died. He, have you ever read, um, what is it, 100 Years of Solitude? 
It's this old book. Uh, I read it like in high school. Yes. But everybody has like the same names. Is it Faulkner? No. No, it's not. But everybody has... Every, I, that sounds so familiar. It's right there on my shelf. But, okay. But so we're wired in so we can't get up. I'm a blind person. <laughs> I know. I can't see it. It's literally right there, but we can't get up because we are plugged in. I have read it, I feel like. But everybody has the same names and it's confusing. That's how Is this family... No. It's going to kill me. It is going to no. literally kill me from the inside out if you do not find out. <laughs> what is it? It is Gay Gabriel Garcia. So oh. Not even close. Yeah, nope, not even close. Okay. I'm, Gabriel Garcia. I'm an idiot. Okay. Well, my whole point was um, <clears throat> that everybody in that book has like the same names because everybody's like named after their dad or mom, whatever. And that's how this family was too. And I honestly was like, had to draw myself a family tree because there was like three wills and like. Okay, so it was <clears throat> Johan Adam, then his son William, then his son Frederick, then his son William Jr. No, William Jr. is William's okay, son. Okay, so William had two sons, Frederick. Yes, he and had William Jr. three sons. Yes, and we haven't talked about the third. Son yeah. Yet. Yes. Okay. So, but that's what I'm saying. When I was reading it, it was like William Jr. Will. William Sr. And it was just like everybody has the same name. Yeah. Just like in that book. Okay. So anyways, you know what? The stories get a little bit loosey-goosey when you're having cocktails. Mm -hmm. That's that's what happy hour is. Mm -hmm. Okay. So William Jr. took over the brewery after the death of his father. Okay. He married a beautiful woman named Lillian who was dubbed the Lavender Lady because she always wore lavender and even had like her horse harnesses dyed lavender she was super into it. She was from a really wealthy family, so she could just like dye all of her shit lavender. Okay, it's I kind of like awesome. That. It's yeah. I know. I was like, I and love what a beautiful her. Color to choose. I know, and so and also, it seems like lavender was probably like an exotic color back then. Mm, it's I love the color lavender. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's was probably a little hard to come by, so just showed her status off a little bit. So Will Jr. was a major partier, like took full advantage of this whole underground vampire layer of partying, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he just hung out with vampires, they partied it up, they bowled. Vampires love bowling. <laughs> um, his friends took full advantage of the free beer also. They were right. like, this is the best. Right. Like you can't get much better. So <clears throat> this part of the story gets fucked up. Okay. Um, it was a well-known rumor that Will Jr., Ha, uh, fathered a child by a woman other than his wife. He cheated on the lady of lavender? Yes, the lavender lady. Lavender lady. Uh, he used to be, he used to, a rumor was that he would give her $1,000 a day and say, you have to spend all of this, don't come home till you're done. Because he didn't. <gasps> to get her out of the yes, house? Yes, but also, okay, sure. <laughs> I mean, is it worth it? <laughs> I no. mean, could you imagine being that wife? I mean, I it's would insane. just spend a thousand dollars on yeah <clears throat> male escorts. <laughs> it's just every day's a bachelorette party. She's like, okay, <laughs> like yeah. So the marriage wasn't that great, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So he fathered a child by somebody who was not his wife. Okay, and um, the boy was born with Down syndrome, and because you know this guy was a jerk and it was a shitty time the boy was hidden away from the world by William Jr. Okay. Um, it's awful. People were dicks back then. And, you know, even if people weren't dicks, this guy just happened to be a dick also. So um, this boy lived in the servants' quarters in the attic without the outside world ever knowing he existed. But the rumors 
persisted. Everybody kind of knew. And later on, in like when they were older, servants that worked there at the time confirmed that this boy yeah. did exist, that he did live there. They, William Juniors didn't want it to get out that he had had I an illegitimate son, and the that he had probably started yes. with the servers. Yes, and the, the servants. The servants, like they. I mean, everybody, everybody knew. Um. So we're gonna call this boy the secret son. So next time, if I mention him again, just I'm gonna call him the secret son. He okay. had something that he was called by people, but I'm not saying what they called him. Okay. Because people are dicks, but I try not to be one. <laughs> um. Will's, Will Jr.'s life went into a tailspin in part due to his lifestyle of partying and extramarital affairs and being Actually, at first they thought Will Jr. was kind of cool, but now he's just getting, yeah. you rebrought yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up getting a divorce, and um, <clears throat> then the prohibition hit, uh, which we all obviously know about. The brewer was closed, and although they had more wealth than they could spend... Um, I think the family was hit pretty hard by the fact that their family business was shutting down. Yeah. Like, they had had this business for a long time. And, you know, I mean, even though they didn't need the money, it was just still, like, something that was part of their lives. Yeah. So, um, in 1920, I think it was partly because of the business closing and partly because of personal reasons, Will Jr.'s sister... There was, like, a few siblings. Like I said, I just didn't mention them all because I didn't want to do a big family tree. Yeah. Will Jr.'s sister, who was the wealthiest woman in St. Louis, shot and killed herself. Ooh, geez. <clears throat> yeah. In 1922, so two years later, Will Jr. fell into a deep depression. He shot himself in the heart in the same room his father had shot himself years before. Oh, shit. A few years later, the secret son also died in the home. <gasps> Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I'm clearing my throat. At this point, William's brother, Charles, took control of the residence. In 1943, he shot his dog and himself while there. What the In fuck? the same room as his father and brother. His suicide note read, in case I am found dead, blame no one but me. Okay. So sounds like there's some serious. There's been three people the that there's been three people that shot themselves, and then the son, the secret son, also died there. I'm not sure where the 28 year old heart failure happened. I'm yeah. not 100, percent so I'm not going to say where that was. But he also died really, really young and lived at the home when it happened. Um, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, right. The sister didn't live there when she shot herself, but she also shot herself. So it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's really, really sad. Um, for some time, the house went into a decline and fell into disrepair. Rumors of the Lemp Mansion being haunted turned people away. Like, they tried having it be, you know, like, different things. But people, there were so many rumors about it, people didn't want to hang out there. Which, I mean, I can believe. Don't blame them. Yeah. Um, thankfully, in 1975, the Pointer family purchased the home and remodeled. And even today, it's still beautifully restored and serves as a restaurant and inn. So, like, we could go there right Girl now. Strip. Yeah, we could go there right now. We're coming for you, Missouri. <laughs> okay, so clearly the Lemp Mansion has every reason in the world to be haunted. I, I'm not surprised there's rumors about this. Um, during when they were first remodeling, the rumors about the haunting, like, really intensified. Yeah. Like, people had always kind of talked about it in town, but then the workers, when they were remodeling, saw things. Yeah. 
Ooh, what they see? What they see? They claimed to hear voices and to see apparitions, and many of them did not return to the job. The attic is said to be haunted by the secret son. People have seen him peeking from the attic window okay. when they're outside. It's so creepy. I mean, like, I don't know, like, if he's still a child, it's scarier to me because child ghosts are, like, the creepiest yeah. to me. Um, one story that I really loved is that apparently there was, like, some ghost investigators there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they took some little kids' toys and put them <gasps> in the attic and then drew a chalk circle uh-huh. around the toy and yeah. left. Yeah. And when they came back, the toys had moved. No. Oh my gosh, that's kind of Could cool. you imagine? That's you would just cool. like scream and just cry. I yeah. would just start crying and just run. Ah, so scary. Um, but also, I mean, kind of sweet. Like maybe he was just, you know. Um, also, a group that um, went to the inn, because the inn does uh, like tours uh-huh. through the, you know, the whole mansion. Uh-huh. Um, and this was written in that uh, Legends of America when the people wrote in like their reader submissions yeah somebody said that they were there and they were doing a tour and they were up in the attic and they heard a little boy a little boy's voice saying come play with me <gasps> so scary and at first they, they thought that it was like one of them messing with them and then the other one's like i did not say that and then they heard it again oh my gosh i'm so into it yeah um will jr is also um said to have been in the woman's bathroom peeking around which of course it, yeah i know it was technically before remodeling Herbert it, it was his death. bathroom oh okay but i will say he was like a well-known womanizer so it's also like like a lady uh said that a lady was in there and saw a dude and literally came out to the bar and was like fuck you guys for trying to peek at me when i'm in the bathroom that's dick and the bartender's like they have been here the whole time <gasps> like that's how that's like it's not like she saw like like she saw a guy but it was nobody so that's, yeah, that's pretty good, right? Um, disembodied voices have been heard. The piano plays without anyone near it. Doors will lock and unlock on their own. Nearly everyone who stays there has a story. A group of visitors on a tour all saw the same figure of a man dressed in older period clothing carrying a room key. He was later discovered to not be an employee or a guest of the hotel. Um, maybe that was like Lemp Senior. I don't know. And a woman, this is another really good story, a woman got married there, uh-huh. and she had her um, wedding dress and, like, all of her little, you know... You, you, for, like, pictures and stuff, yeah, like, laid out. laid out on the bed, like, all pretty, yeah. Yeah. and, like, had it all arranged, and she turned away for a minute, and when she looked back, everything was scattered on the bed. No! Which I just sort of screamed and ran out again. But also, cool, you got married there, and, like, I the well-known right. haunted mansion... Like, there's probably ghosts in all their wedding pictures. I love it. Oh, like, orbs and stuff? <laughs> yes, I love it. Um... So, yeah, I, I, everybody that's been there, there was so many stories on this website, like where people had written in that's and been like, part I stayed there and this, this happened, happened to me. And, and like one of the guys was like, I was in the Air Force for like 40 years. I'm not like, I don't make, like, I'm not one of these people that believes in this stuff. He's like, but I will never go back. Oh. But then other people were like, I thought it was cool. And, you know, it wasn't, it's not like anything really that bad has happened. It's right. just, there's definitely like, a uh, presence there. Benevolent. Yes. It's like there's definitely a presence there. And I mean, so many people lived and died there and there's so much history. I believe it. Okay. I feel like if you're listening, if you've been there, please email us mm. or please DM us. Please tell us of your experience. Yes. It sounds so cool. Like I would totally stay there if I was ever in Missouri. It'd be so fun. Uh, I would be a little bit scared, <laughs> but I would still do it. 
It sounds cool. Because I could always sleep in my car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you and I stay, go there, you can't just leave me and sleep in your car. <gasps> well, I could not sleep, I guess. Okay. We'll just stay up all night. You can stay up all night, one night. I just we feel like you're it. so vulnerable when you sleep. Yeah. It is kind of scary, but it's, it's cool. I mean, there's so many stories. I love it. We should try to go there. And I do believe um, that the Lump family is like completely gone now. Every, all the yes. everyone? Yes. I don't think there's any living Lemp family members anymore. Really? Like the last brother that was in charge just died of natural causes. And there was some side side note about like burn the paintings in the house instead of like keeping them, which is strange because you think that they'd be worth money. And they like did a bonfire of like the art. Really? Yeah. That's bizarre. I know. I wonder if he thought there was something... I don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah. Ooh, I like that story. That's a good one. It is good, right? That's a good, like, friendly <clears throat> Casper the Ghost haunting story. Yeah, except for all the shooting. I mean... Oh, well, that wasn't part of the... <laughs> that was awful. But, yeah. I liked it. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's a good one. It is. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. I'm ready. I'm ready to listen. Cheers. Cheers. Oh. That was a good one for cans, I feel like. Was that a good one? Yeah. If you couldn't hear it with your ears, hear it with your heart. We cheersed. Yes. And you're a part of it. Let that warm you from your heart out. (laughs) From your heart out. So I, my story I got from an episode of a podcast that I've been listening to for at least two years. I can't believe it. Yeah. Um... You probably know it. It's kind of a big deal. Um, it is Aaron Mankey over at Lore. Is it a big deal? You're the one that told me about it. I'm not very podcast knowledgeable, I feel Wait, like. I feel like Lore is kind of a big deal. I believe you because it has a show too, right? Yeah, he, he's written books and he has a show on Amazon Prime. He's a good storyteller. He is an amazing storyteller. Yeah. I am not going to do his story justice. I really just am, am not. So if you want the like ambiance of a story, like ambiance of a ghost story with like, he even has like background music and his voice is like spooky, yeah. but not, it's, he's a great storyteller. So if you haven't heard of Lore, L-O-R-E, go find it on iTunes. But still listen to us because well, we are not that type of podcast. We're your girlfriends having beers telling stories podcast. Yeah. <laughs> You just got a pen stuck in your hair. We are the friends that like tell a ghost story and then get a pen stuck in their hair. That's our style. If you were going <laughs> to sum us up in a nutshell, you'd be like that drunk friend who tells a story, gets a pen stuck okay, in her hair. Quit playing with the pen in my hair. Um, anyways, oh okay, so this is from Lore. This is episode 37 on Lore. Um, published 6-27-2016, and the episode name is called Passing Notes. Ooh, that's creepy. So when we first talked about ghost stories, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a story about a ghost ship. Uh-huh. But every ghost ship I've ever researched, I researched in the last week, is actually not very ghosty at all. Okay. Fair. Um, it's actually just like they got off course, use a lifeboat, swam away, and the ship is like 
So it's just a a ship in the water without people on it. Yes, which, I mean, would be kind of cool if the ship was like, just everybody disappeared on board with no explanation. It's just like floating in the ocean. Yeah, but that wasn't. But most of the time there's an explanation like they all the lifeboats are gone. So you're like, okay, well they, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I remember this really good episode of Laura about a ghost. And I'm going to re-listen to it. Okay. And I'm going to retell this story because it is freaking crazy okay tell me tell me tell me okay i'm into it because i haven't listened to this one and this is an old-timey one too okay so in the 1840s um elia phelps who was a presbyterian minister his wife died and he had older children they had older children and he found himself lonely at 59 years old so he remarried and it just happened to be a younger woman in her 40s um and this younger woman came with three children and then they also had a younger son themselves together so Mm -hmm. it was yours mine and ours okay so cute they they married they were in love and they decided to move into a bigger home so they moved from pennsylvania to stratford connecticut in 1847 okay and they found this mansion in Connecticut, built by a retired sea captain, and it was big enough for I'm your... obsessed with it. Okay. <laughs> it was big enough for yours, mine, and ours. And they said it was... Um, it actually kind of resembled a ship. Okay. I love this because one of my favorite... I'm interrupting you. I'm sorry. But one no. of my favorite old-timey black and white movies was called The Ghost of Mrs. Muir. And it was about this lady who moved into a house with her daughter that was haunted by an old sea captain named Daniel, and they fell in love. Wait, she had an erotic ghost lover? She was a weirdo. <laughs> she did have an erotic ghost lover. That's why it's your favorite. Oh my gosh. I loved it even as a, ch- like, as a child. I used to watch it. I Who mean, was they, supervising you? They weren't having sex on the movie. It was an old black and white movie with Gene Tierney and Rex Harrison. It's like very old timey, old movie. They didn't have sex on the movie, but they fell in love. It was amazing. It's so good. Okay, I'm going to have to watch So that. apparently I've been weird since second grade. <laughs> Okay. okay, go on. But it's the same. It's similar. It, it is kind of the same until it gets really fucking weird. Okay. Um, there's not a love story here. Spoiler. Okay. Dang it. So um, they said the home resembled somewhat of a ship. It was like large and kind of laid out like a ship. Mm-hmm. The main hallway in this house was at least 70 feet long. Oh my God. It was huge. That's crazy. And it was five bedrooms on the second floor and two more bedrooms on the third floor. Holy shit. So it was plenty of room. And then downstairs was like the parlor and the kid, all that normal stuff. So they moved in, the family moved in 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 February of 1848. And they lived there for two years happily with no incidents. Until, dun, dun, dun. Okay, so on March 15th, no, not March 15th, March 10th. March 10th, I don't know why I said the 15th, March 10th, 1850, shit started to get weird. So, Mr. Phelps was a Presbyterian minister, so obviously they left for church every week. Okay. The family left for church, and they locked all the doors and windows, because that day, even the staff was gone. 
they were off of work, so the house was completely empty, so they locked up everything okay. while they went to church. When they got back from the church, from church, they go up to their house, and their front door is wide open. I'm scared. Like, fully wide open. Okay. And they were like, what the? Yeah, that's scary. They probably didn't say, what the fuck, because they, they did. They said, what in the fucking fuck? <laughs> that's how all ministers talk when they're home with their wives. So they went oh, no. inside on the first floor, and everything was tossed upside down. <gasps> oh, my God, no. Tossed. Furniture was upside down. Books were off the shelves. There, Dishes here. were broken. They oh, went no. through all the rooms downstairs, and everything was a mess. It was all tossed up like it, like it had been ransacked. Yeah. And even the nursery, they went into the nursery... Which it didn't specify if the nursery was actually a nursery, like a baby's nursery, Mm -hmm. or if it was like a weird nursery room for old-timey people. But the furniture was actually on the bed in the nursery. Oh, my God. So they were like, oh, my God. It's like those movies where they walk in and all the furniture, like the chairs are all stacked up. Yes. (gasps) Oh, God, I just got goosebumps. Or me, too. I just got chills. So creepy. So like the, oh, yeah, it's freaky deaky. Okay, so, so they all screamed and cried and burnt the house down? Absolutely not. Oh, man. You wish. I wish. <laughs> I do wish. The end. <laughs> okay. That's the perfect haunting story in my opinion. <laughs> the end. Their house is on fire in the background. <laughs> so they were like, oh, we've been robbed. We've been robbed. Mm-hmm. And So they went and checked. They had this certain closet where they kept their silver. It was still there. Uh, Mr. Phelps' gold watch was still in the place that he left it. So nothing of value was stolen. So they're like... The house was just... What did they steal? Nothing. So he decided, okay, safety in numbers. Let's go upstairs together and let's check the upstairs. Nothing was touched upstairs. And they're like, okay, well, maybe the thieves were scared off in the middle of ransacking the downstairs so they didn't make it to the upstairs. They go to the upstairs bedroom. Everything is in its place except... Cue the goosebumps. No. Except... One of Mrs. Phelps' dressing gowns was laid straight out on the table. Uh, on the table, no, on her bed, as if someone was wearing it, and the arms were crossed across the chest. There was oh, even like no. dressing stockings, whatever those are, were laid. So it looked like like probably like pantyhose. Yeah, and they were laid under the dress, like it was <gasps> like laid out. And they found um, scribblings on the wall. No, and they were like, Aaron Minky was like. It seemed to be some evil writing on the wall, but they never deciphered it. So oh, I don't know. No. So there was like oh, weird no. writing on the wall. Okay. And they were like, burn okay. The, let's burn the house down. I get it. Yeah, fair. Nobody suggested burning the house down. If I was there, I would have said, get out now because this bitch is burning down. I mean, I feel like people that are in this a spiritual job, like he was a pastor mm-hmm. he was a minister yeah he was a minister pastor priest i just feel like i mean you're kind of asking to be haunted so if you're listening and you're a pastor priest or minister and you are being haunted please let us know i mean yeah, i just I don't feel know. like i don't know is it because you're just a touch closer to that world i don't know i don't know what happened that so, is so terrifying it gets scarier what yes Okay. Oh, God. So, that I don't know why they did this, but they went to church twice a day that day. So, I'm assuming this is a Sunday. They went to church twice a day in the morning and in the evening. Yeah. So, they still went to church. Okay. 
But Mr. He's the man of God. He has to go. Well, he stayed behind. His boss is God. Oh, well. He stayed behind. So he sent the entire family to church. And he said, I'm going to stay here. And he stayed in a quiet, dark house up in one of the bedrooms. And he sat there waiting with a pistol. Because he was like, well, maybe they're going to come back. Because at this point, they really thought it was just some dude. They thought it was like some weird, sick prank or something. Yeah. Um, so he is sitting there in a dark, quiet house alone with a pistol in a chair upstairs. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't hear anything for an entire hour. No sounds, no noise whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So he decides to quietly walk around the house. So he slips quietly out of the bedroom and he's going from room to room finding nothing. And he goes downstairs to the parlor and he cracks open the door and there he is like frozen with shock. No, what's happening? He sees, okay, I'm getting like full body chills. It, I know, and the house is so quiet now. I know. Okay, so he sees what appears to be some kind of bizarre seance. The room <gasps> is full of people. They have different books and Bibles in their hands and they seem to be focused on this tiny statue that's hung from the ceiling what appears to be by a string and they're like facing it and it's in some way worshiping it oh no so he is like at first drawn to this statue hanging from the ceiling by a string and he's like what the fuck i have so many chills right now and then like my whole body is yeah me too and then he looks around and he's like the women because there was women men and women Uh uh-huh in this seance okay so he looks around, he's first struck by the statue, and then he looks around and notices, like, everything's kind of weird, like, out of, like, odd. So he looks at the women, and they're not moving. And then he looks at the m- seemingly men statues, they're also not, mer- or people, they're also not moving. As he gets closer, he discovers that they're not people at all. They're actually clothing from the house that has been stuffed with rags. And they're like life-size rag dolls that are standing there with, like, aimed towards this statue hanging from a string from the ceiling. Oh. They're not real at all. They're not people at My all. My God, this is so scary. They're giant life-size dolls, rag dolls. What? And they were not there before the family left. What, what was this? Did it say what the statue was? No, it didn't say what the statue was. Freaky, right? This is scary. Why is this not a movie? I told you it was scary. Okay, so he... And the guy is like, how did old-timey people talk? I think the most, the thing that freaked him out the most is he heard none of this. Like, no one through the house Well, I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no one making (laughs) rag Shit his pants seven times and ran away. So, Aaron... Oh, you better put on your shitting pants, because... Aaron... (laughs) You are about to shit your pants. Please put some adult diapers on. (laughs) Oh, um, my God. So, Aaron Mankey said that um, he actually, Mr. Phelps actually took responsibility for these because it turns out that just a week before March 10th, the day that this all happened, he had a visitor from his life in Pennsylvania come and mm-hmm. visit him. And I guess around the 1840s, the 1850s, like, spiritualism was, like, a big thing. Yes. Um Everybody was like, everyone was doing, starting their own weird religion, and right. like, I worship 
tree stumps and I talk to right and seances were a big goat thing. gods and yeah like very very big I think that that's because sorry to interrupt you but I think that's because from what I have heard um when like Puritans came to the United States um people were used to being in England where there's like the Church of England mm -hmm. and they were like this is our church Church of England this is what we do mm -hmm. but when they came to the United States and religious freedom was this big thing they're like oh shit we can do whatever we want. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why people were getting down. They turned cuckoo crazy. Yeah. And everybody had a different weird thing. So it turns out that just a week before, a visitor from his past in Pennsylvania mm -hmm. had come to visit. Spiritualism was a big thing, like um, the Fox Sisters and seances mm -hmm. and contacting the dead was like kind of a big thing. So they were in the parlor. Everyone had gone to bed. They were drinking scotch. They were willy-nilly. They decided to do their own seance to see if it was real. Oh, God. Now, okay. it was a short seance, according mm -hmm. to the podcast. There wasn't much detail. I don't know who they tried to contact. All they said was, like, if you're here, let us know. Apparently, the two heard some knocking, and that was the end of it. March 10th, shit starts to get real. So he walks in on the seance and he kind of took responsibility like, well, I did do this. It's like if you do a Ouija board, you can't be surprised Yes. when shit starts getting crazy because you kind of open the door. Yes. So I think that is the most frightening thing is to walk in and see those stuffed dolls there. That is this, I seriously. But they were life size. No, that's terrifying. It's like seeing a thousand fucking homemade scarecrows in your living room mm -hmm. with your own clothes. Mm -hmm. That's yes. awful. Yes. What were they worshiping? Was that a... Weird. It's like heredi the Hereditary movie. I don't you, know. you probably didn't see that. No, I will not be watching. If that. you watch that movie, you'll cry for thirteen days. No, I would never watch that. There's a scene where spoiler alert. There's a scene where she is crouching. Look at that corner of my wall. I'm not looking at. She the is crouching in the corner of the ceiling wall no. like this. Tara, no. you know my chick. I love Tara. Uh huh. Chick, like in the corner like a spider, and I scream for a full thirty-five minutes. No. I'm not. The rest of the movie, I was just I'm still screaming. It was based on your description, so thank you very much. But that's what this reminds me of because it was like the same. They worshipped this demon god, and it just—it's very. That's so creepy. What? Why? What were they worshipping? The mm -hmm. ragdoll, weird clothing people. That is the scariest thing ever. I cannot believe nobody has stolen this for a movie. Okay. Or a book. Where are you, Stephen King? All right, Stephen King, you should listen. Please tag him. I will. Okay. If we just have one listener, can it just be Stephen King? So that was when I when I heard that I was like, oh, okay, this is gonna be a good this is gonna be a good one. So they continued to live there. They and oh see, Mr. Phelps was um, now Aaron Mankey said in his podcast that Mr. Phelps was kind of like unmoved. He was almost like curious. Um, he wasn't scared. He was just more intrigued. He That's was more crazy. intrigued. Yeah, he that was is more intrigued. So scary. So, oh my god. Then after that, things really kind of started to escalate. If you could even really ask for me, there's no escalation from that, but they started to escalate. So oh things started to move. Um, heavy things started to move, like the fire utensils used to build a fire started to move across the room. Okay. Um, so food the bizarre things food they'd be sitting down to dinner and food would just like appear on the table like drop to the table like 
Is Ooh. this the Beauty and the Beast castle? <laughs> no. Okay, I'm just checking if this is actually the story of the, the haunted Beauty and the Beast mansion. It would just from nowhere. It okay. would all of a sudden just drop onto the table. Okay, food. don't eat that. Please don't eat that food. So um, things would appear to be falling from the ceiling, and it was most of the time clothes. It was. They said it was almost like a hole opened up in the ceiling, and so it's clothes like would a just full fall on poltergeist. Yes. Oh my god. Um. Okay, so and they're just then, still living here. Still living there. Did they have teenage? Were their children teenagers or older or younger? Okay, so they were. When they got married, Mrs. Phelps had three kids under the age of sixteen, and then okay. they also had another baby. So, so teenagers and a baby. Yeah. Okay. So they were like, I would say, like adolescents to preteens, maybe a fifteen-year-old at the most. Because have you heard that? Have you heard that if you have teens in your house, that it can trigger poltergeist activity? If it's like a house that is like susceptible to ghosts, that's a line of thinking. What? In the ghost community. I did not know that. What is it? In the ghost community that I live in. (laughs) What is it? Like hormones? I don't know. It's just maybe hormones, maybe fucking period magic. I don't fucking know. Okay, I am freaked out. But if you have like a lot of teens in an area that's already like has this sort of like residual situation... Well, ghostly no... situation. If there's if it, if your area is already susceptible to ghosts for whatever reason, if it has a lot of teenagers in it, that it could trigger like poltergeist activity what if like it's this. Just like mass hysteria. Like what from is all that? the teens? What it? No. What is that? Um, like that group hallucination. What is that called? Like groupthink. It, it's where like a group. Anyways, where if you're just like alone in your own craziness, everybody feeds into each other's craziness. Yeah. Um. So by this time, people started to, people in the family started to get word that this was happening. So one time Phelps' brother visited and he was a prominent doctor out of Boston. So he wasn't, you know, he was a no-nonsense. He was kind of hot shit. Yeah. And he was no-nonsense kind of, he was a skeptic. Um, So he was visiting and they had heard a knocking on the front door and they thought, okay, it's just one of the teenagers playing a joke. So they searched the entire house and found nothing um they went about their day and still uh, by the end of the night they heard knocking but this time one was standing on this side of the door and the other was standing on this side of the door they still heard knocking on the door oh my god my eyes are gonna fall out <laughs> and they, they they never found the person who was knocking. oh my god yes so one inside, one outside. One inside, one outside. Knocking. And they s- still heard knocking on the door. Oh my God. Wow. All okay. Right. I can't wait for my nightmares tonight. So I'll call you tomorrow. <laughs> so Phelps wasn't urgent to move at all. Like he was oh, like he was like, it's harmless, it's knocking, it's clothes falling, it's free food at dinner. Food appearing or food falling or whatever. Oh my god, this guy so, has some fucking balls of steel, man. And every once in a while, like a scribbled note would appear. Nope. Um, I'm out. Sometimes they're really hard to decipher. Like in the podcast, he never really said what all the notes said. Sometimes they couldn't read it. Sometimes they could make out one or two words. So oh in god. April of 1850. Okay they the physical attack started oh my god so it just started with pinches and slaps okay and um even witnesses 
would see these and they testified that it was not faked like it would it looked authentic so um mrs phelps awoke one night to then it started to escalate from pinches and slaps so mrs phelps awoke one night to a pillow over her face <gasps> and something wrapped around her throat oh my god okay but she survived it okay now that happened to pretty much every in the family like pinches and slaps happened to everybody in the family and the pillow outside of the pillow over mrs phelps face um it would just kind of sit at that except for um henry the uh, the a young with their young son who mm-hmm. was 11 at the time mm-hmm. he seemed to be a target for all of this oh god so he rocks were thrown at him um he levitated sometimes oh my god he was what? picked up and thrown against walls how are they still living here this house should have been burnt down years I ago it, i it, the article or the podcast made it seem like a long time but it, i think it was only a matter of like three years yeah that's that this, true. this happened one time they found him strung up in the tree in a tree with a rope like his body was tied to the the a huge branch in a tree with the Oh rope. my god. That sounds like Blair Witch status. Yeah. I watched that the other night by myself when I was home alone. What? Are you and doing? I was going to call you and no. be like, "Guess what I'm doing?" Mm-hmm. but I thought you'd yell at me. No. I would. I would exactly <laughs> at yell night. at night. And then <laughs> at one point he was found in a closet on a shelf too high for him to reach what? With, with a noose wrapped around his neck. Okay, move out. <laughs> He had oh his clothing God. ripped while he wore it. He was pushed into a centine of water. A centine of water. Did they try another seance? They did. Okay. I'll get to that. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just, I can't handle this kid's um, getting like at physically attacked. The worst, um, then it finally escalated. A fire started <gasps> under his bed. Under his bed? Under his bed. He got out alive. Oh my God. He managed to like avoid so like serious harm out of all of these that attacks. is terrifying but he was a major target uh, yeah of this oh my god um of this poltergeist thing, whatever poltergeist whatever so um Attack. at this point after the fire phelps began to become frustrated and it said that he would walk room to room in the house and shout to empty rooms for it to this to stop and that's when more notes started to appear. So they, um, it didn't really say what all of them said, but they were mo- really pretty, like, terrible notes. Um, so at this point, they decided to do a second seance. Thank God. And they held Or a maybe, se- I don't know. They held Maybe a- it's not good. I don't know. Well... You'll see. Okay. So okay. they held a seance in the house, and Aaron Mankey said that it wasn't very um, helpful or useful, only that they appeared, they asked who it was, and it appeared to say that it was a clerk who used to work with Mrs. Phelps on a financial issue, but that's really all that they got okay. out of it. He did say that they kind of verified that, in fact, this person did work with her in public records. Like, they verified it through records, and it was true. But that's really all they got from the seance. So, um, at this point, lots of notes started to appear. Wait, they said that the the haunting was... Mm-hmm. 
They asked who it was. And they said that it was somebody he used to work with. That his wife used to work with. That his wife used to work with. On a financial issue. On financial work. Okay, I misunderstood what you were saying. That's so random. Benign, right? Yeah, like, okay. I don't know. Could you imagine one of your old co-workers? Haunting me like that? Like throwing rocks at my son? I mean, maybe. (laughs) So, um... Notes really started to appear. Like they would appear when Mr. Phelps was working at his desk, a note would just appear on his desk. Um, at one point, they had a tea party and a note fluttered onto the table. And most of them were illegible, but some of them said, um, stated, had written on them, were written common names for the devil at the time, <gasps> like Beelzebub and oh, no. um, Sam Slick. People used to call the devil Sam Slick. Yeah. (laughs) And Sir Sambo was another name. Sir Sambo? Yeah. That's my stage name. That's so weird. (laughs) (laughs) So those aren't very scary devil names. Beelzebub is kind of creepy, but why Sam? Yeah. So that was in April of 1850. So two years, almost three years after they moved in. Mm -hmm. And in... September of that year, um, a note, um, Mr. Phelps was working at his desk in his office and a note appeared on the desk and he, when he saw it, he read it and the best that he could decipher on what it said is, when are you planning to leave? No shit. Yes. And Oh my God thought about it see i don't know if they like like responded to these notes by writing on them and then another response would come he didn't really um say but he said he responded to this one in writing and he thought about all that like he didn't want to leave his home he did not want to leave his home i mean how great was his home though he's like well my son's almost died five times, but have you seen my patio? Like, I don't get it. I know. He did not want to leave, but he thought about it, what everything had happened, and he decided to write October 1st. And there The was, scariest month of the year was what he went with? Okay, yes, cool. October 1st. Way to be chill. So, so it's to say, like, we're leaving October 1st. Yeah. And um, there was no response this time. So I'm from what Aaron Mankey said, like, there's no response to this note this time, I'm assuming that... They would respond in notes, and then another note would come from this poltergeist, and they would... Anyways. So, on October 1st, 1850, the family left for Pennsylvania, Mm -hmm. and he followed shortly after. So, his family left first, and then Phelps, Mr. Phelps, left shortly after them. For whatever reason, they came back one last time. And they had the knocking and the floating objects and one last note. And then they left for good. So it doesn't really say what happened to the Phelps family after that. But it does, Aaron Mickey went on to say what happened to the house. So multiple multiple families moved in and out um, since then. And there was rumors and there was still more reports of like knocking and floating objects and falling objects and stuff like that so then in the 1940s it became a convalescent care home oh god and the consartas is a couple they were both rns and they moved in to kind of run the home 
and they had a baby son named Gary. Okay. And they had heard the rumors of the knocking and the stuff like that and the um, whispers and the laughing and stuff that comes along with the haunting. So um, when it was switched over to a convalescent care home, they put in the rooms, they put buzzers, like patient buzzers, to buzz whoever was on staff. Mm -hmm. So one night, Mr. Constant... Consartus, Consartus, mm-hmm. woke was awoken from his sleep by a patient buzzer. So he went to go find the buzzer and he checked all the... And when he woke up, he smelled smoke. So okay. he went in okay. all the patient's room and there was no smoke. Everyone was sleeping. Nobody was awake. So he went to check on his son, Gary. Oh, and no. when he went into the room, his baby blanket at the foot of his bed was just... Um, starting to set fire. Oh, no. Like, it was a small <gasps> fire. So he rescued Gary. Oh, They put goodness. out the fire. And he... Poor baby Gary. I know. And an, a second time, they were awoken by a patient buzzer in the night. And the husband and the wife both got up. And they found Gary just about to go down a set of, st- like, uh, the main stairs. Mm-hmm. He was crawling at the top of the stairs just about to go down the stairs. And they were like, how did you get out of your bed, Gary? Yeah, how did he get out of his crib? Nobody had (gasps) ever known how how he got out of his bed. So at that time, they went around, and they went to all the patients and said, did you do the buzzer? Did you do the buzzer? And none of the patients did the buzzer. They said, we did not do the buzzer. We were sleeping. Well, it might make sense had they known what the very last note that the Phelps family got (gasps) Oh, my God. The final note read, the evil one has gone and a better one has come. So the evil... Cute goosebumps. I have goosebumps all over my body. Look at my arms. Oh, oh my God. God. You do look so at my, bad. Look at my arms. so bad. So the evil spirit is gone and a good one is there now. Yeah. So the buzzer was warning them to save their baby. Yes. Oh my and God. that is the story of the Phelps mansion in Stratford, Connecticut. Okay, I just want to say that I had a my doorbell just rang when we were talking about the buzzer and it made it scarier to me because it was like we that was actually our sound technician doing the <laughs> bell. Oh my god, that story is so scary. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you went after me. That is terrifying. Mm-hmm. <gasps> we should go there. I and um Wait, and- what stage is it in? Connecticut. Connecticut. Oh, I'd love to go to Connecticut. And Aaron Mickey oh didn't say after that what happened to the house, if it was open to the public, if it was demolished. Yeah. Nothing. And I didn't Google it. Oh my God, we should totally go there. Ghost tour. Oh my so, God. So, and that, yeah, is my ghost story. Oh my God, it was so good. It yeah. was really, really scary. Pretty scary, right? Yeah. I know. I just... It's like when you watch a scary movie and you're like, why are you doing that? Like, I don't understand why they were there for so long. But then again, it was a long time ago. It was only Moving like might really, have been difficult. So they moved in in like <clears throat> 1847 <throat> and they were gone by 1850. Yeah. So, so it, wasn't, it was like three years. Yeah. So if you think my version <clears throat> was scary, which was not scary at all. I mean, in the way that I told it, <coughs> yeah. You should listen to Lore episode thirty-seven with Aaron Mankey. Like he really, oh my God, so does scary. it justice. And don't listen to it at night. Yeah, in an old house. 
I'm or a new house you. or any house. Oh my god, it's so scary. I know, but right? yeah, I mean, I guess they weren't there for that long, so I could see why they didn't leave. But I mean, three years is three years too long for me. Yeah, like after that ragdoll seance he walked in on in the parlor, like I would have been like Audi five thousand. Have you ever had a ghost experience? Me? Yeah. Well, the lights in our house are flickering. <laughs> in your house right now? Yes. Oh my god! And the electrician has been out there already, and they are still flickering. So you know, you think your your new house is haunted? I'm, it might be. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh, that's scary. And it started flickering in the living room, and now it's flickering in the master, and now it's flickering in the kitchen. And I just had my family over uh, Sunday night, and we were all in there eating dinner, and the kitchen lights started flickering. Oh, my God. Like, I'm not just like, not just like a do-do-do-do-do, like a full-on recessed lighting, all four lights, like strobe party. Oh, my God. That's weird. I know. It could just be bad wiring. And it could, could be like, bad wiring. Burn up in her sleep. And then it would definitely be No. Haunted. No. That was me knocking on wood, not a ghost. No, I I, I talked to my uncle who's a contractor <clears throat> and he said... Like, that that couldn't happen. It, you wouldn't like burn up. Yeah. It wouldn't cause a fire. Yeah. Well, Have has, you? Um, When I was a kid, it was like a well-known fact that our house was haunted. That was... Really? That was why... That's how I... So, there, like... There were a lot of weird things that happened at our house, but that's, we had a lot of like teenagers there and that's kind of how I first heard about the poltergeist stuff. What about one um, weird thing? What do you mean? What about one? What happened? Like specifically? Um, Okay. Uh, One of my aunts stayed there for a while and like every day for a week, a chair was pulled out because my, it was my grandma's house and she had this room decorated like kind of old fashioned. So she had like an old fashioned vanity with an old fashioned like uh-huh. bent wood chair okay. at the vanity. And my aunt was staying there and every day for a week, the bent wood chair was slid out and put positioned by her bed. And then finally, after like five days, a week, whatever, she asked my grandma, um, how come you keep moving that chair? And my grandma said, oh, I thought you were doing it. So something had slid a chair across the room by her bed every day for a week. Um, like a few different people saw just like weird white mist situations like, like apparitions? going by yeah apparitions? when i was a kid i thought that i saw like a weird misty thing like going by my window <gasps> and then when i went out on the little balcony there was nothing there cuz i just saw like kind of like white but i was little but um yeah there was a lot of like weird stuff the lights used to go on and off by themselves and things just used to kind of like like every once in a while you'd be in the kitchen, you'd smell like cigar smoke really strong. And it was like one of those old houses where you could tell it had like the staining on the ceiling. Like the old, like the people that lived there before were like smokers. Oh my goodness. So you would just get like a strong like cigar. And my grandma did not smoke cigars while she was cooking just after. No, just <laughs> kidding. But yeah, just like weird things like that. And that they're like <clears throat> a smell is supposed to be like um, yeah. part of a haunting experience. Yeah. Like you could have a smell. Yeah. There was a lot of weird stuff. And the people that lived there before us, I went to school with like their granddaughter and mm-hmm. she said that her that there was like weird things when they lived there too. Okay, so but it was all like relatively friendly? Yeah. It was a duplex for a while and the upstairs there was a doorbell but it was disabled and sometimes it would ring. <gasps> but the wires were like sep- like they was like completely disabled. But it'd no be like yeah. It was a lot of weird stuff. Okay, that's so cool. Yeah. 
It was cool. As long as it's, it's a little creepy. But as long as it's friendly. Yeah. Like I feel like if it's a like a soft spirit or a friendly residual energy or yeah. As long as it was fr- if friendly, I like I wouldn't I don't think I would mind. Yeah, we didn't mind. We called it Lee. We like named it and Lee? would like just talk about it like it was normal. Lee's a good name. But I guess I was weird because we were like children. We'd be like, hey, it's just a ghost. It's just Lee. Yeah. Or the doorbell would ring and be like, oh, hey, Lee. Yeah. It was it was fun. I mean, there was a lot of people there all the time, so it wasn't that scary because you weren't like alone, you know? There is only one specific incident I remember, and I grew up in a... In, now, was that a Holder house that was... Yeah. Okay, see, I grew up in, like, a track home that was built in the 90s. Mm-hmm. So we didn't necessarily have an older house, but there was one incident where I remember I was home alone, and I was in the living room, and it was, like, after school, and everyone, I think, was, like, at sports games or work or practice or whatever, and I happened to be home by myself, and I heard running water, and I was like running what is that running water like that is weird so I went to our like my brother and sister and I shared like the hall bathroom mm-hmm. and I and the door was closed but the light was on and the bathtub was full running <gasps> water and the sink was full running water are like, you kidding and you have no idea what did it I have no idea I was totally home alone okay it's almost scarier to me that it was a newer house because it's like Older houses, I feel like, have more time to soak up energy. So who was murdered in that 90s house is all that I'm saying. I don't know. I think they have seven years to disclose it, right? Yeah. And I don't even think it had been... Like it was that new. It wasn't brand new. There was someone that lived there before us, but there wasn't... That is creepy. Yeah. Worst case scenario, just some guy tried to take a bath. He's like, she's home alone. I'll use that bathroom. And that the light was on. The light was on. The door was fully shut. The light was on. Oh, and that the sink is was so on full, scary. And the bath was on full. That is so scary. And I was just like, what the? And I shut them both off and shut the light off and shut the door. And that was that. Oh, my God. Oh. And there was nothing really ever. Like, why does nobody burn their house down? I just, that's my advice. Nobody takes it. <laughs> <laughs> I think arson can get you life in prison. Oh, oh, that's right. You can't just burn down your house every time you think it's haunted. Okay. <laughs> Note to self. I'll remember that. Oh, All my right. God. We did good stories this week. Mm-hmm. Especially you. I love this. Mm-hmm. This is a good episode. It is. It's perfect for the Halloween season. Spooky. My favorite time of year. Do you have a good bar? Do you have a good bar for this week? Uh, you know what? Um, yeah, I do. Do you have one? Nope. You go. You don't have one. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Okay. I will do one. Okay, do one. I just spent the weekend in San Diego. She's saying it like a local. She's saying it like a native. And you know what? Just just know that nobody who lived in San Diego that I met this weekend said it. (laughs) San Diego. I am just an idiot. So I recently went to San Diego this weekend. And I went to... Um. Oh shoot! I'm gonna have to say we went to the Hillcrest district. District. Okay. And we hit up a couple gay bars. So fun. And my, we went to two. I'll shout out two. Okay. So one was Flicks. Okay, love it. Um, and it was so fun. Okay. And they have like the cutest little like 
um, Jello shop boys and like I love that. Um, they were just wearing underwear and they were so sweet and so kind. I think the guy we met there was named Marvin, mm-hmm. and um, they played good music and they had good drinks and the bartender were nice and everybody was just having a great time. I love so that. So that's Flicks in the Hillcrest district in San Diego. Okay, and then I. I think maybe three doors down is called um, is another gay bar, and this is more clubby. Mm-hmm. And it was called Riches. Okay. And they had a smoke machine. What they, I love it. Yeah, they had a front room and a back room and a patio. Mm-hmm. They had smoke machines and laser lights and a DJ and go-go dancers. Oh my god, I love this. Full on. So fun. Six pack. I want to go. Super hot. Itty bitty underwear wearing go-go dancers. And it was just fun. It was a great time. They played good music and it was just a lot of fun. So if you are in the mood and you're in San Diego (laughs) and you want to see some cute butt cheeks, go to Flicks or Riches. I will go there. It was fun. That sounds fun. We had so much fun this week with you. We hope you had fun too. Oh my gosh, so much fun. And next week we're going to do another creepy, weird episode. Yeah, yeah. Are we going to say or are we going to let it be a surprise? No, let, let's let just say. Well, let's just say it's a possession. It's a possession story. We'll probably do a little uh, sneak peek on our Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. We'll de- I'll definitely do a sneak peek on the Instagram. Okay, perfect. All right. Don't forget... Hydrate, meditate, and masturbate. (laughs) Cheers to that. Cheers to that.